Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast, where we talk Star Wars queerly. I am your host, Brian, and you, my friends, are about to listen to a snippet from our latest live stream where we broke down episode four of Andor, and we are all thirsty, thirsty, thirsty for one shady dinner scene get ready this is gonna be a lot of fun and drink up have to start this whole thing off by saying thank you thank you thank you thank you to everyone on twitter for all the dms thank you to my friends for all of the text messages thank you thank you thank you to chase and emma for sticking with this thank you to the steam queens who stuck around for an extra half hour while chase and em figured out that i didn't set uh our app up correctly and they couldn't hit go live so (laughs) thank you if you didn't know If you aren't on social media, which I know a lot of you aren't, um, I was in the hospital for a week and um, unexpectedly, and I was not here for this upcoming stream you're about to listen to. Uh, I was in the steam room, though. I was in the steam room trying to cause trouble from there. But I really, really, really want to say thank you for all the well wishes, honestly. I think it was those well wishes that allowed me to avoid surgery, and that was something I definitely did not want to do. So thank you for that. I also want to say thank you to Spaces for sponsoring this app. Spaces is a wonderful LGBTQ plus social media app by our friends over at Hornet. It's by LGBTQ people for LGBTQ people, and it's a really, really wonderful space. We have a queer Star Wars space in there. Join that, and uh, there's a link down below wherever you're listening to this, and go ahead and uh, hit that, subscribe, start talking about how gay Star Wars is, because... If you listen to our show, you know we think it's pretty gay. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you again, Chase and M, for doing this. You're about to listen to them gush about the music. We're going to talk about some animation and an overall wonderful feeling that we're getting from Andor. I think we we're all so stoked on this. If you enjoy this part of the conversation, head on over to YouTube, watch the first half of this stream, and uh, enjoy. And I'll be with you right there at the very end. Get ready, have fun, and drink up. What I love about this show that's very... A lot about this show feels like... Harkens back to, like, really good animated Star Wars shows. Um, And one of those things is this whole idea of, like, three three episode arcs like i don't even think we're going to be able to like 
do the whole thing until the third episode, which is a little bit like, Ugh. but I think that's like a really fun aspect to sort of Star Wars animation that I kind of miss. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, also, I can see that. Hope we will hashtag we will cancel Brian when he feels better. Yes, yeah, he definitely. gets he gets, he's granted amnesty uh, this week. <laughs> Just for now, <laughs> Just we for will now. show mercy. We'll cancel him as soon as he's feeling decent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <That's right>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, like I think the ending. I don't know. I mean, I can see how people would think it was abrupt, but in a way, like the story had kind of come to a natural. And I mean, yeah. like we kind of came to the end of one set of events yeah. and we're about to begin another, you know, we're going to see the the stuff with Mon Mothma coming to fruition. We're about to see them do the raid on the garrison. Um, and, you know, um, what was the third thing I was thinking of? Um, well, I mean, it would be nice to go back to Cassian's friends and to see what's up. Yeah. I Marva. agree. I agree. I oh, I remember what the third thing was. It was, what was it? um, what's his face? Uh, what's, is his name Cyril? Yeah. The, yeah. That, the one yeah. who went back to his mom. We have to yeah. talk about Cyril. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Cyril is like with his mom and now he yeah. has to make a new start in his life. So it's kind of like we have these three plots that are sort of at a natural end point right now. And yeah. then action is going to pick up again with the next episode. It just seems very like, I don't know. It's story-wise, like if you were reading a novel, it would be a perfect place to end a chapter. I love that. You were, listen, I'm just saying, Em, like you're always like, fanfic artist like writer of the world but you were like we decided to introduce M's new nickname fanfic femme fatale today and you are earning that today because you are making like the best like like story writing book analyses <laughs> because that Thank is you. such a good point it's like it would be absolutely would be where I, i'm like i'll be like okay we ended around the fireplace i'm gonna go to bed and i'll pick up tomorrow and hopefully see this dinner at mon mothma's house because i'm worried that we won't see it but i <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it really bad. Also, hands up if you think her husband is gay and she's a beard. Oh, I'm going to... I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say <laughs> yes. I'm going to say an emphatic yes. I've already said, like, I'm sorry, but, like, any guy with facial hair like that is not going down on a woman. <laughs> it's just not practical. <laughs> the beard burn. The beard burn. Yeah, exactly. Um, I am hankering to see not only the dinner party but also this like this like star explosion meteor shower i am like i, I want know, to right? see that so bad so so bad um Truly. it yeah so let's see everyone because coruscant is by will i kind of have to agree I, oh yeah, everyone I think, in Star Wars is by period. Well, everyone in space, one hundred percent, is on is is by pan. Space in that is world. very queer, absolutely. Um, but I love everyone in Coruscant is by because it also reminds me of like Hunger Games, where it's like Coruscant kind of has like that capital vibe. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. I have not read the yes. book in a long time. Yes, it is. But it's so and like everyone in the capital, just in the capital, feels very gay too, like very bi. Yes, so truly. I kind of love that. Um, 
Oh, Brian said, Chase, we are going to run with it. He agrees with you about being a beard. <laughs> so I guess that's a, a royal we. We are all, we are Except all. Except Buck, Buck disagrees, that. but what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. I would love Brian if he was her beard. Maybe they're each other's beards. But okay, you know what? Yes. Oh my God. It's a mariage blanche or a lavender marriage, as they used to call oh, them. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I for, I haven't heard that term in a long time. Em. Thank I know, you for right? That back into my queer world. history. Queer history month is around the corner, Hello, guys. Happy October. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say to another gender thing. Sorry. I. You know what's so interesting? Maybe not to anyone else, but ever since I've sort of understood myself as non-binary and come out as non-binary the way i experience gender through media and in my real life but i'm talking about specifically in media is so different i watch mm. everything hyper gendered all of a sudden like it's so odd as soon as i came out as non-binary and understood that as about my about like i understood that about myself i like that's for some reason my my gay brain just hyper fixates on gender and media so which i never really thought about before i, I kind of came to that term so it's interesting um but I was going to say that I kind of love this idea that, um, what's her name? The blonde, Moore. Is it Moore? Miro? Miro. Um, mm-hmm. I love the idea that Miro is like, has this like instinct that there's a rebellion forming. And I love that Mon Mothma is forming a rebellion. And I love it because we, so one thing we've talked about is that it takes a woman, it takes a mother, it takes like that essence to form a rebellion and to give birth to a rebellion. And I love how on the opposite side, it also takes a woman and that divine femininity to notice it and subvert it and try to destroy it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of love that idea. I kind of love the idea of, and we don't know where Miro's going, but I love this idea of her being like one of the main antagonists against the formation of the rebellion. Yeah, And I like that idea of like, women have that power to do that. And yes. the men are just trying to have fun with people at a dinner party. They're just people trying to meaning, yeah. and keep SSA up. Yeah. yeah. They're just trying to keep up like those Absolutely. guys all living in the woods with the goats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, happy birthday, Todd. Um, yes, happy birthday, Todd. Let's see. Do we have anything else? Um, I love this episode. I love this show. And I also just have to say, you know, sorry, this is a bottle opener. Um, you know that a. Star Wars show has impact when you're st- when you're talking about it with non-Star Wars friends. Have you had this experience with Andor? Because there's friends that like watch Star Wars very casually that I don't really talk to talk to about Star Wars a lot, and I'll, it's given birth to a new group chat because that's the impact of this show. Like it's like it's just like it's good. It's good. It's really good. I love it. I love yeah. it. I haven't had the privilege yet, but I feel like it's coming because Sarah wants to watch it. <sighs> Oh, I love that. So, I and Sarah is very picky about which Star Wars shows she, she wants to watch. Like, she's super down for Mando, not so much for Book of Boba Fett. Okay. I think <laughs> like, Brian okay. was similar. <laughs> um, you know, but this one she does want to watch. So, um, oh, and she did watch Obi Wan with me as well. Oh, Probably because she wanted to see what I was crying about it all the time. Oh, 100%. 100%. My <laughs> friend hasn't finished it. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you need to finish it just so you can have a very specific kind of cry that's been around since the early 2000s that needs to be let out of its bottle. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that is so apt. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I kind of think that's that's all she wrote. And is that all we're going to talk about today? Okay. 
What do you think? Do you have anything else? Um, I have like no, very like general esoteric it. things that I'd like to get into, but I don't know if it's the best content. <laughs> I got to talk about I got to talk about the noticing the the security bureau. That was important to me when I was watching. Yes. Um yeah, no, I think I think I got to bring up all the points that I had in my little noggin while I was watching the um oh actually um okay I might be slow and I might have missed something because there's a lot packed into here. Yeah. But how how and why does Luthen believe in Cassian so much? We don't know, but I assume it's okay. like just general reconnaissance. That's how I always looked at it. Like so he's was just that, been kind of like that, watching but, Cassian. Yeah, was that what the conversation about Mimbin was about? Was just to show that he had been watching Cassian for a long time? I think so. It felt like he had the chops. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I get. But there's so much more that we're going to... I love that this show is two seasons. Because there's so much to each character. You know what I mean? And I was just thinking about Luthen, where it's like, there's so much more we have to learn about him, you know, to to know for sure. But I, I kind of get, for now, I get that, that it's a... He's just been kind of watching him. I mean, I'm sure maybe their paths have crossed. Their paths have crossed before at some point without maybe really meeting each other, or maybe he just kind of noticed him and decided to kind of put a tag on him and track him in a, in a way. Well, um, and the other question I had was, who do we think is going to be the mole? Who's the mole? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a Do you have a theory? Um, I think it is, oh, what's this character's name? I don't know his name. He's the one played by Alex Lawther, the little rat face guy, the one who was asleep. Oh my God, the gay one. Yes. Oh, he's not, no, he's gay and he's too nice and he's probably going to die, but. But exactly, he's too nice. No, I oh, think so he's you just think he's gay. just a red, he's just a red His name shirt. is Nemec. Nemec. Oh, I think, right. yes. yeah, his name is Nemec. I just think he's like. A little gay boy who's like in this and he's kind of like, oh my God, this hot guy's good. Like we should let him stay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you just think he's a red stay. shirt. He's not the mole. No, no. He's okay. just gay. <laughs> you know what a red shirt is, Chase? No, I would love to know though. Ask Rebecca. Rebecca. Buck knows. <laughs> Buck knows. He's definitely a red shirt. Yeah. So <laughs> red shirts. A red shirt is, a, it's a term, terminology that comes from Star Trek. The okay. idea is that when the, when the people have to go down to a planet and encounter the unknown, there's always like one nervous little ensign that goes down with them and basically is going down there to like fall into the booby trap or get eaten by the alien. Oh no. Or like, it's, it's like a red shirt is like an expendable character kind yep. of. Yeah, yep. it's like the one who's like definitely gonna die, and like it's kind of become a bit of a sport, like on this type of a show where you you identify the red shirt, like okay. it's gonna be the first to die. Good yeah. to know. I definitely think <laughs> I definitely think he's that. I think he's like he's like the symbol of hope and innocence and optimism that is just gonna be taken away because I think we'll see him and Cassian really bond over the next episode and maybe kiss. I'm kidding. But like, you know what, you know, what? oh my gosh, you were talking about symbols of hope and, and innocence. Yeah. Do you know it? This is a very, this is a very weird take, but just Can't wait. come along with me. Okay. Gently I'm take my up. hand and let me lead you. Here's my hand. 
I think that the symbol of innocence that's going to be destroyed or stolen or lost is going to be Cyril. I think that, like, Cyril is a person of malice. Like, he is malicious. Yeah. And we don't normally associate that with, like, innocence. But I think he's innocent in the sense of, like, he believed in something. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, very into, like, structure. And he had this faith in the system. And yeah. I think that we're going to watch that faith be crushed as part of the the plot of this show. Okay, and you think that, do you think that there's, like, the only commentary on him as a character is going to be that, like, that that is, like, a byproduct of, like, war and corruption? Is that, like, it, it really just destroys people because they had faith in something that was completely wrecked? Yes, I love that. And that's honestly makes me want to cry. (laughs) And I think really sad. Well, but because I mean, as we've, we've spoken a lot about the general themes of, Mm. of, of this show about being, you know, struck existing structures crumbling so that something new can arise. And I think it would be very interesting to see because normally in those kinds of stories, the tragedy of them is that the protagonists lose their innocence and the the protagonists Mm. endure some kind of pain of at seeing the old world stripped away and at, at losing something as they transition into the new world. And I think yeah. it would be very interesting story-wise to show that kind of sacrifice and that kind of loss from different angles by having both protagonists and heroic figures experience it and villains and antagonists experience it as well. And I think that would be very tragic and and give a lot of pathos to the story. It would absolutely. I actually think that I hate that that's so good <laughs> because <laughs> I loved my hopes for Cyril as a character, <laughs> but I love I really do love that and I also think it also provides sort of like a necessary not like empathy like a so- I, I wish there was another word for like that wasn't a strong but some sort of like the an empathetic shed on people on sides that are like more gray. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I think that that's a really beautiful thing to do in terms of like when this story is being told, like why this story now. Um, so I like that, and I think you might be right. I just, I really just, I like, I had this like. <laughs> well, we'll bit, see. We'll I mean, see. the final decision is up to the writers, and it's probably no. I'm pretty made, sure. I'm like... pretty sure they're calling you week to week before they shoot, <laughs> right? Because they like shoot on Tuesday, they call you Monday, they edit it Wednesday, and they put it out Wednesday day two. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, I still, if that doesn't happen, I would love nothing more than for him to go home, his mom absolutely berate him, and just be like kind of awful to him and then he like goes like it just kind of like breeds this sort of like incel vibe and then he just decides to just like go like dig his heels in even deeper you know what i mean mm-hmm. for that like that that parental love he's not getting so i kind of love that idea too but i think yours is 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 more moving i will mm. say as i grab my my boobie <laughs> I, went, I went more moving Amazing. but you couldn't see it <laughs> Yeah, well, and I mean, it was also it would also fit sort of with what Star Wars has been doing with the with the TV series by sort of expanding this expanding the stories and making them yeah. seem bigger, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because if you have sort of a three sixty view of the story from the perspective where where like both antagonists and protagonists take these the same emotional journey and it, it yeah. echoes across the whole landscape of the story, it yeah. creates this sense of of space 
right? Yeah. And of it being very like expansive and epic. If it really, it literally watching this show, <laughs> maybe it's because I've been apartment hunting, but watching this show feels like I've been living in a very sort of like standard, if not small apartment with maybe some lower ceilings. Um, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, and I'm moving into like a lofted apartment with 17 foot hall, tall ceilings. Doesn't mm. it kind of feel like that? Yes, And absolutely. like, cause it, there's something about it that you can't quite describe. It's more of just a feeling of openness. Like you're talking about where you just kind of feel like you can breathe and you yes. can feel like you can move and you can like, you don't, you don't touch the ceiling when you lift your arms like there's something like that that i think is very specific to this show yes um okay so just to talk shit um what like how does this show i know it's like the story is not complete so we don't have you know formulated opinions on it and opinions always change but like where does this show hold up on your ranking or just sort of like favoritism of other star Wars shows. And like, does it shift that? Does it rock that at all? Like again, like it's, this show's not out yet, but what do you think? Like, I think it's my third favorite so far. Okay. Behind what? No, sorry. No. Is it my third favorite? Yes. That's my third favorite. So Obi-Wan is first. Oh, okay. Mando is second. Mm-hmm. And then this is third right now. Great. I love that. So, but so, and so has this show, have these episodes, not show, have these four episodes, have they changed the way that you look at Mando and Obi-Wan or no? Mm, Not really. I mean, like I, I mean, I already compared it unfavorably to Book of Boba Fett. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. If you loved Book of Boba Fett. Um, (laughs) But, and I mean, and that's totally valid. And somebody's least favorite Star Wars is always somebody else's most favorite Star Wars. And I love that. And that's amazing. And it's just the best. So I would say like, but like, yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't know if it's really challenged my love of other mm. shows so much as it has pushed my last favorite ones closer to the bottom. Great. Okay. So like a natural progression then. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. That sounds great. No, that sounds great. Cause but again, from- no shade. If you're someone who loves the other stuff, like just cause it's not for me, doesn't mean it cannot be for thee. I love yes. that. And yep. the more people love more of star Wars, the more star Wars we're going to get. So I'm all in for that. Yeah. We're all yeah. on the same team. I agree. And how nice that we get to have different flavors. How nice that we get to have little studio apartment TV shows and big lofted 17 foot high ceilings TV shows. Cause sometimes exactly. you want the, you want the cozy, you want the cozy, cozy, which is Obi-Wan exactly. is cozy. You know what I mean? It's cozy. Truly. Um, so yeah, I agree. I agree. It's really nice. It's really beautiful. Um, yeah, for me, I think Andor is like, is up there. I think it's my first or second favorite i think mando just because it brought me in it brought me in girl i know it was it so hard i in. thought for like two seconds about putting mando but down third with obi-wan and andor above it but i was just like oh the loyalty though like it was the, it was my first so. it was my first exactly <laughs> and, and it's just and there's something that's so like we talk about on the show is like so george lucas about it where they're pushing the innovation and technology like every single box was checked in that show um, so I think that's number one. Andor's number two. Um, because Obi-Wan, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. This show, I think seeing what Star, what Star Wars can do on, sc- on the small screen is really challenging. Sort of the way I, and not in a bad way, but it's really like, I'm like, okay, like, I know where this go. I know where we can go now. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. and, and again, you can, I mean, you can't have pizza every night. 
No. You love pizza. It's delicious. But you can't have it every night. Sometimes you got to like switch it up and have chicken wings, chicken tenders. <laughs> so you can't and like I have had moments of watching this show and just thinking like, these writers are geniuses Incredible. and like, thank God for these writers yep. and yep. The, the people who designed the characters, like yes. all these new people that we've never seen before that they had, yes. to, like that people the had to think up out of their music. own heads. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The music, the, the music in this episode was me insane. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Insane. The music in this episode was so incredible. Okay. And yeah. And the theme song, I cannot, I can, it's yes. like, it's, yes. I, I want to listen to it for like 17 minutes. Like I it's incredible that they like do like a Mondo drop of like a boxed vinyl set with like gorgeous art of this album. I mean, it's incredible is okay. So I have a question. Were there specific moments in this episode that like the music stood out to you? Cause there were very specific moments. Like when, when Cyril is like walking home and doing that whole journey, the music <gasps> yes! there was so good. Like that was a moment where like, I really was like, damn this is hitting. everybody who like everybody just stepped up because yes. you're absolutely right and that scene would not have meant what it meant without nope. the music like it was so nope. integral it was not yep. in the background oh, it was 100%. central to the meaning of the visuals that were happening on the screen yep. yes absolutely yep. and i also felt it too like after after mon mothma and luthan have that really intense conversation down to like her exiting and getting into the car with the guard that she doesn't know like yes that music also hit and rex i love you rex hi rex um is no, highlighted that um it's nicholas Bertel, the same person who did succession score so it's really great to know so well, thank you rex. thank um, you god that music is so good yes it's so good and when vel was walking with uh cassian i could not stop looking at their costumes the co best poncho in star wars m that was the I know. Best I'm reform I'm reformed. I love ginger, <laughs> I love ponchos. I take everything back. Ponchos can stay. Truly. At least that. Uh, oh my gosh. I I can't like uh, from even from the very beginning like even when we were on what what's his planet's name again? Which one? Oh my, I always Eric's? forget it. No 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 no, his home planet. Oh, um Casa is from Canari. Canary, yes. Oh I always forget. I, I always forget. <laughs> um, yes. Like, even with the, all the kids on Canary, how all of their clothes are made from the same fabrics because they're all scavenging the, yes. from the same sources yes. to wear. Like, yes. oh my gosh. You know? Yes. Also, yeah, go ahead. You go. And yeah. And like, and the, the outfits, like, I, I just keep staring. And what they can do with the. Um, the limitations that are placed on them by the design requirements, like the fact yes. that there can't be like zippers or yeah. like visible um, fastenings. I yes. mean, yeah. Like, I mean, it meant that it took Adam Driver like four hours to get into his, his Force Awakens costume. <laughs> but well, respectfully, I would watch him for full four hours fully. <laughs> put that on and take it off without fast forward. I'm just saying, like, I the dedication required to like design all of that clothing with those yeah. restrictions and yeah. have it look so distinctive and like you and creative use of fabrics and like even just the fact that like those outfits are like with the stripes 
Yes. And the the lining, like the the wool lining, the cuffs <clears throat> on oh, yes. uh, on Vel's jacket, like yes. Oh my god, yes. Slay. Like I, those things are works of art. They really are. They really, really are. And another thing too that I wanted to point out about sort of what we were talking about with Luthen kind of getting into character and Mon Mothma getting out of character. We've never seen her take off those chains mm-hmm. before. Like mm-hmm. to see, like I rewound. Like, not to be that gay, but I literally, <laughs> when I saw her take off those chains for the first time, I was like, I need to see you do that again because yeah. you can hear it too. You can just hear like the like the little like the little unclipping of it and the way she just puts it on the counter. Tell me why that scratches like a very specific itch that I cannot explain. Like it is there are no words to be able to watch her do that and hear it and like see it. And again, that kind of goes back to the costume just being so great. Um, Susanna asked if we know why there are no adults on Canary. I don't Canary. Think we know yet. Do we? I assumed it was because of the mining disaster. Yeah, maybe they maybe they're left to fend for themselves after the money. Like that's what I thought. Well, just because like imagine like practically if you're like a bunch of enslaved people like mining for the empire, you know, you go to work in the mines every day and you leave your kids behind. What happens if there's a mining disaster? Yeah. Everyone dies. Everyone either dies in the disaster or half the people die in the disaster and the other half people half of the people die trying to rescue them. Yeah. Right. And then all the kids are just left and their parents just never come home. Yeah. That's what I assumed happened. Yeah. I think that's a safe assumption for now until we have more information. That makes total sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, they're clapping for us, Em. That's so nice. Thank you. Because I'm glad I'm glad we got to get onto a roll because, hey, mm-hmm. it took us a half hour to get there, but we got there. I was going to say, um, yeah, Brian was saying, let's give it up to Chase and Em. I was going to say, like, I guess the drugs have kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the morphine is hitting. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so let's give it up for them. Um, well, oh, oh, so Saber Bouquet. Hello, Saber. Um, I hope we get to see. Um, I hope we get to see what the tension is between Casa and the other kids on Canari because some of the looks they give him are downright spiteful. Mm. I know, and there's definitely more to that. At first, I kind of assumed that maybe I was like, well, maybe it's just like maybe they think he's too young or they know mm-hmm. it's like his first sort of expedition. That's kind of what I assumed. Maybe it's his first expedition in the group, and they're like a little bit like we can't risk that. Um, but maybe there's more to the story. I mean, I'm really excited. We're bound to get many more flashbacks, and I can't wait to see where they um where they take us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else? I think. I mean, um, I could just sit here and like gush about this show. That's the issue. <laughs> it's true. Like, oh, it's just so well done. It's so artful and carefully made. And like, yeah. It's just, oh, wow. I'm I'm just loving it so much. Everything about it is gorgeous. And I love what you said about feeling grateful to the writers because there's there's never been a Star Wars show where I've been this gr- consciously grateful to its writers. I literally will be feasting on a scene between Mon Mothma and her parent, her crappy boyfriend, husband. And I'm like, <laughs> I cannot believe I get to watch this and thank you to everyone who wrote it. And like, it makes me think about like, if that's a scene that I would teach in an acting class. If I was like teaching high schoolers, that is a scene to just study. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so much good stuff. There's so It's like a tennis match. It's such a good scene. And the fact that we're going to get more and possibly a dinner table, like 
There is there are a few things I love more than murder mysteries and tense dinner table scenes. Like those two things for some reason just get me going. And there yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of overlap between the two. So I just love the fact the idea that we might be getting a little tense dinner conversation over dinner <laughs> with like utensils like clinking and clanking. Like it's like I love it. Yeah. So here's hoping for that. Brian, we love you. We hope you feel better. Everyone is sending you all the good vibes, which is yeah. only going to aid more and more in your your health and well-being. So that's a good thing. And thank you, everyone, yeah. for being here. Thank you so much thank you. for coming and staying because we all know it's a long road to get here. But Em, I love you. And this was really fun. And I, I just love, love that we I love that we nevertheless, nevertheless, they persisted. And Truly. we are out here talking about an incredible show that we're grateful for. So just lots of gratitude all around. Absolutely, a hundred percent. It has been such a joy and a pleasure to talk to you tonight about yeah, this. Yeah, you too, you too. <laughs> and we love you, Steam Queens. Um, oh M, where so where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hetzlea, H U T T S L E I A. Ship who you want. All ships are valid, especially Clayma. Clayma being Clea and Mothma. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> Love that. Um, I'm going to say my ship of the episode is Nemec and Cassian. So, Cassimic? Yeah. Cassimic? I like it. Or Nem. Well, we'll see. Nemian. Nemian. Nemian's better, M. You're a ship queen. That's better. (laughs) Nemian is better. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, you can follow me on YouTube, That Gay Jedi on YouTube, uh, Twitter at underscore That Gay Jedi, also the Fear Cruise podcast. You can check out the show at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter, also Serving Pink Milk on YouTube. If you got a moment and you have, please like this video, subscribe to the comment, consider hitting that bell for notifications so that you can keep up to date with the multitude of streams yes. <laughs> that we might have on one night, different links popping up left and right. And um, check out our Patreon. Our Patreon. Absolutely. Seriously. Yeah. If no, that discord. Become... Yeah, go ahead. If you become a patron, some of your benefits include access to the Steam Queen Discord and exclusive tracks such as our commentary tracks, which have been done for Phantom Menace, which I believe is a released, and Attack of the Clones, which Brian and I have already recorded, but I think Brian might be doing some cleanup on it as soon as he is able to sit upright at a computer again. That sounds great. And then I will be joining Brian for the Revenge of the Sith. Of course. Which will be very fun. It's very apropos, and it's going to lead to some very um, steamy conversations, I'm sure, because that that movie did a lot for me. Okay, it did a lot for me in 2006. Um, I think there's no one else who could possibly do it, Chase. No, I I feel I do feel a particular ownership over that film. Um, Okay, well, I love you, M. Thank you for everything. That was fun, and thank you again, Steam Queens. We'll just thank each other all night. And I'm back. Chase, Emma, thank you, thank you, thank you for letting the show go on. Even though I was in the hospital, we were still sipping on some pink milk and serving some gay Star Wars. So I really, really, really appreciate you. Uh, Listeners, thank you so much again. Thank you to everyone for all the well wishes. Thank you for everything that you did. I really, really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, y'all are just the best. I say it all the time, but our listeners, the Steam Queens, greatest that Star Wars fandom has to offer, and I appreciate you. 
If you uh, haven't left a review yet on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, honestly, please do. It really, really helps the show grow. And if you enjoy what we do and you want us to continue to improve, get better, offer more things, don't forget, if you're able to, check out our Patreon below. $5 a month gets uh, all sorts of um, rewards, a Discord, commentaries, all of those things. So 5 bucks a month is something you have to spare. You know, helps help queer creators get better and keep the show going i appreciate you all and uh i'll be here tomorrow probably a few hours late again with my husband i'm catching up i just got back from the hospital we'll be here and then i'll see you all next friday and until then drink up thank you thank you thank you